This is Books of Titans, the podcast dedicated to the influences of influencers. The books that have helped shape prominent inventors, business leaders, athletes, intellectuals, scientists, and others. We'll talk about what makes these books such classics and at least attempt to have an intelligent discussion about what makes them so important and influential. Hello, this is Eric Rostad coming to you right outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Today I'm going to cover Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins, Master Your Mind and Defy the Odds. This is book 46 of 52 for my 2019 reading list. If you're new to this podcast, I read 52 books per year. I choose those books a year in advance and then randomize the reading order, which is good because I would have put this book at the very beginning of my list this year. Instead, because of that random randomization, this book ended up being towards the end of my list. And so I had to sit there and look at it, knowing that I was going to have to wait a long time until I was going to be able to read it. This was the book I was most excited about reading for 2019, and it was worth the wait. This episode, I'm going to break it up into three different parts. First will be an introduction to the book, why I read it, uh, my initial reaction, Second segment, I'm going to go through three things that challenged me, three ideas that really challenged me in this book. And then the final segment is the one thing, my one key takeaway from this book. So on to segment one. The author is David Goggins. He was born in 1975. He is known as the toughest man alive. And I think if you read this book or if you know anything about Goggins, you uh, will, will agree with that assessment. He was a Navy SEAL. And to become a Navy SEAL, he had to go through Hell Week, but not just once, but three times. And he completed it two times. And he goes through in the book why he had to go through it three times. Was not satisfied just with being a SEAL, also wanted to see what the Army was up to. And so he went through their Ranger school training, Uh, heard that that was good for leadership training. And so he went through that. That was, uh, it's also one of the hardest, hardest uh, training sessions that you can go through. Tried out for Delta Force uh, a couple times as well. Didn't stop there, started doing ultra races. Now, ultra races are not uh, going out and doing five miles. They're, they're more like going out and doing 100 miles. And doing 100 miles in the heat or in the cold, in the snow. And if, if you've run any amount of time in your life, you know even if it's a short amount, you know that at a certain point, you just, you just want it to be over. It, 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 it hurts. Everything hurts. Um, but 100 miles, can you even imagine running that much? Goggins didn't even stop there. He got the pull-up record, and he is the record world record holder for doing the most pull-ups within a 24-hour period. What's your guess as to how many that he did? 4,030. 4,030 pull-ups, and he did it in 17 hours. And he is the, the world record holder for that. But life has not always been good. It's been very painful, and not just physically for Goggins. He grew up in an abusive home. His father uh, would, would regularly beat him, would also beat his mother. And uh, they, they left that home. And um, so this book is, is both a story of his early life and then uh, into these physical and athletic feats and the mindset required to go through those. As for the structure of the book, it's, it's broken up into 11 chapters, and then each one ends with a, with a challenge for you, the reader. 
Uh, I also consume this book in audiobook format as well. And this is the first book I've ever done this for the Books of Titans project where I, I both read it and listened to the audiobook at the same time. I, I'm such that I have a hard time when I listen to a book. I, I don't get as much out of it as when I read it. And so I wanted to be sure to read this book, but the audiobook is such a unique format that I also wanted to to listen to that at the same time. So in this case, the audiobook is kind of a mashup between an audiobook and a podcast. Adam Skolnick is the reader. So he reads the book, but Goggins is sitting there in the studio with him. So within each break, or definitely at the end of each chapter, Adam will ask Goggins questions, or Goggins will just kind of butt in and, and, and give more context to the story. And it, it was really neat. You got you got some neat stories that, that came out of that and just deeper insight in into the book. And, and it's kind of amazing that more people don't do that with, with their audiobooks. But uh, neat format, and, and so I'm very glad I did both versions, both reading the, the book and, and listening to the audiobook. So I actually finished the audiobook of four, a few days before finishing the, uh, the actual book, but uh, neat experience to do both of those at the same time. As for who suggested the book, I, I suggested it to myself in the sense of, uh, I, well, I had read Living with a Seal in 2016, and it made a tremendous impact on my life. I'm going to, I'm going to link to the, to the, to the podcast episode where I covered living with a seal and I go into more depth of, of what kind of impact that had. But, uh, usually here's where I suggest where I originally heard about this book and the person who suggested it to me, but it it really, my interest in Goggins started with reading Living with, with a Seal, and then I started listening to a lot of other podcasts where Goggins was interviewed, and then he mentioned that his book was coming out. So I, I knew I wanted it to be on my list for this year. I read it from October 20th through 24th, so uh, I'm recording this October 24th, so I just finished it today, earlier in the day. It's a 356-page book, uh, so that was 89 pages per day. It took me 8 hours, 20 minutes, and 48 seconds. Uh, about a minute 24 per page. And the reason I highlight that is uh, just to give you an idea of how long it might take you to read it. I read rather slowly. And then that time also includes, uh, I just took a ton of notes in the back of the book. So it includes that. And then also a, a lot of underlining and, uh, and just taking a, a few moments to think about the book as well. As for my initial reaction, this this book is unlike almost every other book you'll you'll ever read and and here's why goggins has pushed himself to the limit in so many different arenas you know he he just he didn't just become a navy seal and then write a book about being a seal i've i've read some of those kind of books he didn't just do ultra running and then stop there i've also read books by ultra runners he didn't just do the pull up record and, and stop there. I mean, he, he just keeps going and, and, and keeps pushing himself. And he has suffered. He is, uh, he's had medical issues. And he's actually found out that those medical issues were, were keeping him from, from going even further with, with his physical feats. And so when he writes about suffering, when he writes about mindset, and the mindset required to, to push through these things, he's not writing from an academic point of view. He's not writing from just having done one big thing and kind of resting on that for the rest of his life. He is, he is writing as someone who does this daily. He says he starts at zero 
every morning. And that is a unique perspective. There are not many people in this world who do that. And so just, if you've ever listened to Goggins on a podcast, it's the passion is infectious. Reading a story, it makes it even more so. And so that is my initial reaction for this book. It's just, it's different from anything else you read. And it, it makes a lot of other books largely irrelevant. So as for who should read this book, um, put it this way. If, if you think you're kind of on the decline in life, uh, maybe you're getting up there in age and, and you're just kind of thinking, you know, my, my best years were in the past. This is a good book to challenge that mindset. And also, if you just want to know how to master your mind and, and not in a cheat, that it really sounds cheesy. It sounds it it, it almost sounds like a, a conference you're going to go to. You're going to learn how to master your mind. But I'll I'll get into some of the things that he talks about in this book, and and it 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 is a way to to expand your mind, to open your mind in the sense of it, of being able to do more than you ever thought. And the people that challenge you in life to do more than you thought, those are the people that you look back to with, with thankfulness because they've opened up opportunities in your thinking and in, in, in what you can do, and you will never be the same. And that's what this book does. Here's the approach I'm going to take for segment two here. There are a lot of lessons in this book. And I thought about highlighting some of the key takeaways as a way for you to learn about some of the, the key lessons from, from it. But I, I want you to read Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. I don't want to provide just cliff notes for this book. It actually goes against the ethos of this, of this one. So instead, I thought I'd share three areas where I was personally challenged by what Goggins wrote, and maybe you'll be able to relate. So the first one is relying on the past. Goggins talks about this in two ways, and one is a good way and one's a bad way. So the, the good way is looking back at achievements and, and using those to fuel you through tough times in life. And that, that's a good thing. But there's a negative version of this, and that is relying on past accomplishments and looking to those to, to give power to where you are currently. So how this looks for me is uh, right now, as I'm recording this, I can see two plaques on my wall. And those plaques contain my degrees in international business. And I oftentimes think that I'm entitled to a good job because I have those degrees, even though I got those many, many years ago. And whenever I meet someone new, I connect with them right away on LinkedIn so they can see my degrees and, and my, my accomplishments from the past. But that's just relying on things that happened in the past. That's, that's not what I'm doing today. And Goggins says to, to, to beware of that. And there, there's a great part of the book where, where he talks about going into U.S. Army Ranger School. At this point in his life, he's a Navy SEAL. He has, he has proved himself. He's gone through Hell Week three times. But he wants to see what the elite Army School offers because it's considered one of the best for leadership development. What he likes about ranger school is that everyone is stripped of their uniforms, their rank, their prestige, and everyone comes in wearing the same thing for this U.S. Army ranger school. Everyone is at the same level. He's not better up or higher up because he's a Navy SEAL. Every, everyone is at the same level. 
So he has this quote uh, right after talking about, uh, about going to ranger school. No matter what you or I achieve in sports or life, we can't be satisfied. Life is too dynamic a game. We're either getting better or we're getting worse. Yes, we need to celebrate our victories. There's power in victory that's transformative. But after our celebrations, we should dial it down, dream up new training regimens, new goals, and start at zero the very next day. I wake up every day as if I'm back at Bud's day one, week one, end quote. And Bud's there is what what, uh, Hell Week, uh, well, uh, Navy SEAL training is. Hell Week is a part of of Bud's. So Goggins has this mentality of every day starting at zero, every day being a new day. Yes, celebrate the victories, but dial it, dial it down, set new goals, and, and continue learning. And Goggins lives this out. He went through the, hell, the three hell weeks. While a SEAL, he began running ultra races. When he was injured and unable to, to run, he, he began focusing on pull-ups and then got the world record for that. And then later, later went to the, the Army Ranger School and tried out for Delta Force. And now he has actually become a firefighter. And so he's, he's never content with just resting on his laurels and, and, and kind of just milking having been a Navy SEAL. Even when he was a SEAL, he, he would notice that other SEALs were just getting complacent. And, you know, they had become a SEAL. And uh, so they didn't want to do the morning workout uh, every day. And Goggins would do it every morning. He wanted to wake up every morning and, and push himself to the limits. So I, I know that I have a tendency to rely on the past, uh, things I've done in the past. And Goggins' challenge to me here is to not do that and to set each day at zero and set new goals, new, new things to learn and, and to challenge myself. Second thing is the governor. And, and he's not talking about Schwarzenegger here. He's talking about uh, like a governor in a, in a car. And if you're not familiar with that, it's basically something that just stops the car at a certain speed. So maybe the governor will be at set at 120 or something. So even if you just floor it and, and you're going crazy and you, you want to see how fast your car will go, it, it'll stop at like 120 because of this governor. You can remove the governor and then you can go much faster. And he says, we all have this governor in us. The governor can be at a physical level, but it's, it's also at, at the mental level. And the way that Goggins talks about this governor is the 40% rule. And this is one of the most powerful things that I came across in living with a seal. And the quote from Living with a Seal is, he says, when you think you're done, you're only at 40% of what your body is capable of doing. That's just the limit we put on ourselves. So he goes into a lot more depth of the 40% rule in Can't Hurt Me. And I love this rule. It, it, it states that when you think you are at your limit, just like I read, uh, but, but think about that. When you think you're at your limit, Think back to like the hardest race that you've ever done. You thought you were at your limit. Goggins says you were only at 40%. You weren't, you weren't even at 50%. You weren't even halfway there. You were less than halfway there. You were at 40%. You still had 60% left to give. Just think about that for a minute. Goggins says most wars are won or lost in our own heads. Goggins is really the only person that 
can talk about the 40% rule. I mean, can you imagine like a, a tenured professor saying, well, you know, if you're uh, running and you think you're giving your all, you're only at 40%. Goggins has been through it. He's, he's run a hundred mile races. He's, he's, he's come out at the end of those races and is amazed that he was able to finish it when he thought he couldn't do it. He's done other races where he was so hurt and so injured that uh, he didn't think he'd even be able to run, and he's able to, to finish and do qualifying times for the Boston Marathon. That's an, another example of, of tapping into this, this, this 60% that he is not using. And so his, his idea is just to continue improving every day, and maybe it's just a, a few percentage point improvement, but to try to tap into that 60% and to go further than you thought you could. I'm going to read one quote here. It's from page 211. Here we go. I know how it feels to be approaching an energetic dead end. I've been there too many times to count. I understand the temptation to sell short, but I also know the impulse is driven by your mind's desire for comfort, and it's not telling you the truth. It's your identity trying to find sanctuary, not help you grow. It's looking for status quo, not reaching for greatness or seeking wholeness. But the software update that you need to shut your governor down is no supersonic download. It takes 20 years to gain 20 years of experience, and the only way to move beyond your 40% is to callous your mind day after day which means you'll have to chase pain like it's your job. I love that. I love that it takes 20 years to gain 20 years of experience. There are no shortcuts. This is not a book about shortcuts. This is not a book about uh, life hacks. This is a book about putting in the work and earning it and, and getting past where you ever thought was possible. Third thing that really stuck out to me is Goggins' challenge to work on your weaknesses. He says this, The activities we pursue tend to be our strengths because it's fun to do what we're great at. Very few people enjoy working on their weaknesses. End quote. I, I know for me, I spend most of my time working on my strengths. I love running. I've run m most of my life. I'm good at running. I'm becoming better largely because of of these things I've learned in, in this book and in living with a seal uh, and just from listening to Goggins in general and in some other things in, in life as well. Uh, but I, I'm not really good at swimming. And, and so I'm, I'm never going to just going to go to the, to the gym and, and get in the pool and, and start swimming. I'm always going to try to do something related to, to running because that's what I'm good at. But he says, don't, don't do that. Do the, do the things you're weak at work on, work on the weaknesses in addition to the strengths. And that was a, a, a big challenge for me as well from, from this book. One other thing I want to highlight here is, is things I wish he had covered in this book that he, that he didn't. And one is, is just going deeper into his, his marriages. What's interesting is he goes deep and personal into his early life and into the physical feats and failures there. Um, but he briefly mentions his marriages. He's been married twice and um, both ended in divorce. With his first wife, he married her two different times and they divorced two different times. With that first wife, he also had a child. And I think I had briefly heard that in, in one of the podcast episodes he had mentioned that. But he mentions that 
his wife is pregnant and then doesn't say anything else about the child. So I know that's personal information and, and it does not need to go into it. Uh, but he was married and had a child. The child's never mentioned. Um, it, it just seemed odd. And I guess the question that came up to me was, it did all of this, did, did this mindset, did this, did this work ethic, did his, his pursuit of ultras and all that, did that lead to these divorces or, or was, was it something else? And so, you know, he did not have to go into that, uh, but I just wish he had covered it a little bit more and mainly just that curiosity to that question. The next thing was nutrition. I know in one of the podcast episodes, he said that when his book came out, it would contain information about um, the nutrition that he holds to, the diet he holds to, and just something more I was curious about. But he he didn't really get into it other than just kind of a few race day uh, tips and that kind of thing he learned from others. He did not mention Jesse Itzler at all, not not in the acknowledgments of the book or in the, the book itself. And that, that just seemed odd to me as well. It, it was where a lot of people first heard about Goggins. And um, he talked a lot about the San Diego one-day race. And that's where he met, or that's where him and Itzler met. Uh, but I just thought it, there would have at least been a, a mention of that. Um, and maybe just because it was such a big thing in my life, uh, reading that book, uh, one of my favorite books, one of the most impactful in my life, uh, but it didn't even get a mention in here. And then the last thing that I wish he had covered a little more is, um, is his father's death. His father did die. Uh, Goggins did speak to him before he died. And he's mentioned that on podcast episodes, but he, it, he didn't get into that at all in, in this book. Now on to segment three and the one thing, my one key takeaway from this book. I've had a hard time with this section because Goggins has had a, a really big impact on on my life. And uh, one area in particular is, is in running. I've, I've always been a runner, but um, after reading Living with a Seal, uh, my running just took on a, a completely different pathway. And I've done things I, I never thought possible. I'm running at speeds that uh, are close to what I was doing in high school when I was training all the time and running in cleats and uh, weighed less and all sorts of stuff. And I'm, I'm getting close to those times again. And it all started after reading Living with a Seal and being introduced to Goggins. I kind of became obsessed and would just listen to any podcast I could find where he was on it. And then, of course, when this book came out, uh, his book, I, I, I wanted to read it. And if I can encapsulate everything into one thing of of what I've learned, it would be in his idea of training for life. Here's a quote from the book. The sole reason I work out like I do isn't to pre- is, is not to prepare for and win ultra races. I don't have an athletic motive at all. It's to prepare my mind for life itself. Life will always be the most grueling endurance sport, and when you train hard, get uncomfortable, and callous your mind, you will become a more versatile competitor. Train to find a way forward no matter what. Because there will be times when the stuff life throws at you isn't minor at all. Sometimes life hits you dead in the heart. End quote. Reminds me of the story Goggins has told in, in a, a podcast episode where he, he said this, he's out running one day and this car pulls up to him and, and 
guy rolls his window down and says, what, what are you training for? And the guy's probably expecting Goggins to say, oh, I'm doing this marathon or I'm training for this race coming up. And Goggins says, I'm training for life. And I love that. I, I love that he said that because he doesn't, Goggins doesn't view runs as, as just a physical feat. He doesn't view it as something that he's training he's using as a training mechanism for an upcoming race. Like he's not just sitting on the couch and then, Oh, I've got a race coming up. So I need to start doing this training regimen. No, this is a daily thing for him. It's a daily practice. He's training for life and it's not about the physical. It's about getting your mind right for what life is going to throw at you. And that is where Goggin's story, his mindset, what he talks about, that is where it, it has impacted me the most. Yes, it's helped my running, but that in turn has helped overall mindset. It's helped in understanding the importance of daily habits. Uh, it's helped me in different areas of life, in, in marriage, in raising kids, uh, I, I don't think I would have started this Books to Titans project had I not read Living with a Seal. It's had that type of impact on my life. I, I uh, used to meet with a couple guys and, and it was, we would talk about spiritual matters. We would talk about deep, deep things of, of faith, marriage, kids, kind of the, the hard questions of life, the hard things of life. And we all read this book together. And it was like three Christian guys, you know, and we're reading this book, just uh, not this one, not can't hurt me, but uh, living with a seal and a book kind of laced with profanity and all that. And, but it, 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 it sparked something in us and it sparked something spiritual in us. And it, and it was, it was strange, I guess, cause it's, it's not a, a Christian book in, in that sense, but it, it talked about this of training for life and how important the the decisions are on a daily basis how important it is that you're you are becoming who you are most of the time alone it, it's not in front of other people it's it's what's going on in your mind and the importance of having that right and getting that that right and failing and being okay with that failure and moving forward and and just knowing that each decision has utmost importance. And I, and I saw that again in, in uh, Mere Christianity by, by C.S. Lewis and, and highlighted that in a previous episode. But the importance of these daily habits and in training for life. So to recap, you know that scene in Good Will Hunting where Matt Damon's in Rob, Robin Williams' office and he's looking at his bookshelf and he says, you people baffle me. You spend all this money on beautiful, fancy books and they're the wrong books. He says in a little more colorful, colorful language than that. But uh, I, I kept thinking of that quote while I was reading this book, because this is one of those right books. It makes nearly all the self-help, fitness, and mindset books out there become irrelevant in a way. Some of the most powerful books, as I mentioned earlier, uh, for, this, for this project have been the ones that have come out of suffering. Goggins has suffered. He suffered at the hands of his father. He suffered to reach the highest levels of multiple branches of the military. He's suffered run, running some of the hardest races at the longest distances in the world. He's suffered doing the pull-up records. Uh, there's, there's photos of his hands in, uh, in, in this book, and the skin's just kind of ripped off from, 
from doing so many pull-ups. This is not a theory book. This is a practical mindset book, and there are no shortcuts. 20 years of experience will require 20 years of work. There are no, there are no life hacks in here. But what's, what will happen is you will improve. If you put in the work, if you do these daily habits, you will improve, and you'll reach places you didn't think, think possible. And it'll, it'll be a more lasting place that you reach because it's not due to a life hack that has a limited shelf life. It's due to putting in the work, doing the hard work, and becoming someone you never thought you could become. That's going to do it for this episode. Thank you for listening. I'd love to hear your thoughts uh, from this episode or or any of the other episodes. You can email me at eric at booksoftitans.com. That's eric with a K, so it's E-R-I-K at booksoftitans.com. Let me know what you thought of this episode or the other ones. Follow You can follow Books of Titans on Instagram or Twitter at Books of Titans. And the website is stock full of resources to help you find books and create a reading list. I'll be back next week. I'll most likely be covering Educated by Tara Westover. So until then, keep reading, keep learning, and keep listening. I'm out. <laughs>